Welcome to 7 Days to Play, your weekly animated novel review program. I'm Edwin. And I'm Sam. For the past seven days, I have chosen for us to play Dream Daddy. Read. <laughs> Very true. Yes. Dream Daddy is a dating simulator by a company called Game Grumps. That's have such you, a good name. Have you heard of Game Grumps? I feel like that just describes me on every episode of the show. <laughs> so Game Grumps uh, is a, I think it started off as a YouTube channel. Oh. Where um, some famous YouTube individuals or content creators started recording themselves playing games and sort of oh. making it entertaining. Like we try to do on this very show. Like, but more like it's, it was sort of a, they were revisiting old games, games that they liked. Um, and it was like very much a couch style game playing experience that they sort of snipped into the videos. Mm. Um, you might know one of the person, Aaron Hansen. He heads Game Grumps. He's not the mythical fourth Hansen brother. No, I wish. <laughs> but he sort of made a name of himself. Finally, they have a bass player. By creating, uh, you know, do you remember Newgrounds? It was like this Flash-based. Maybe. Yeah. So he made some animations there regarding like games and stuff that were pretty funny. He's a pretty talented individual that like does voiceovers. He does, he actually makes cartoons and knows how to animate. Nope. And now, he plays the bass guitar in Hanson. Right. Now he can't. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he's, uh, he's sort of head of Game Grumps now. Uh, and I think the company has really grown since their YouTube channel has taken off. And so this, I think, is one of their first few games that they've released under the Game Grumps development company. And so he is the exe- executive producer of this game. Oh, the executioner. But, uh, right, so the game is, uh, yeah, it's a dating simulator. And is this, Edwin, is this your first dating simulator? Now, we did play that game, that sort of life simulator, bit life simulator. Mm. There were some elements of dating in that, but no, this is my first. Right. Yeah. Like where you selectively, where you have to choose a person that you want to essentially romance. Romance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the, the premise is that you are a dad and you have a daughter and you've moved into this new town, into this new house. Because something has happened to your previous partner. And she's now haunting the old house, so you have to leave. <laughs> I may have added that myself. You're in this new town, you know, you're, you're a single dad, and you've realized that you are now in the hunt of a partner, another partner. And just happens that there are tons of single dads in the area available for such pursuits. Pursuits! What are the chances? And so, yeah, that's essentially the premise of the game. You get into a lot of conversations. Uh, I guess the main game aspect here is that you need to select the choices of either questions you want to ask or answers that you want to give and rank up in terms of romancing this potential dream daddy to have a relationship with. And presumably at some point, get married? finish the game i think so i have to admit i did not i've not finished the game so i don't know what happens at the end yeah i have not finished the game as well okay uh i have spent the, the week playing it number of days to be determined to be Stay to be presented yeah uh but yeah so as a dating simulator edwin uh how do you feel it's less interactive than i was expecting mm. 
certainly for the beginning part before you get to dad book, which, oh boy, that took a long time to get to the dad book. Uh, to actually find out what $15 worth of messages might get you every time you open the app. It prompts you to buy something you don't even know why. Um, little UI quirk there. Right. That is an addition to the mobile version, which I found it interesting because like right off the bat, it tells you, hey, spend this money in order to buy unlimited messages. And, and you're like, what's, what's a message? What is, How do I use this? Why yeah. do I want messages? Because uh, this originally was a Steam game, I believe. This was a Steam game. Which presumably was an upfront cost mm-hmm. on PC. And I think it's also a now a PlayStation game. It might be available on the Switch as well. Okay. All platforms, really. I guess I was expecting more of a Thimbleweed Park mm. sort of point and click adventure where it's almost, you know, each step you kind of get choices and how you talk to people and how you interact. Uh, whereas that's not quite the case. It is mostly reading a lot of conversations and story and then you know 20 percent, i would say the time you then get a choice of what to what to reply so it's very heavy on the sort of reading essentially which Mm -hmm. is why i do describe this as an animated novel it is Uh, and then there are some decision points but they're few and far between right and i think uh one of the main points of dating simulators is yeah it's kind of like a choose your own adventure novel yeah. Meaning that there's lots of like story and things that... That's actually a really good way of thinking about it. So you choose the chapter to read. Exactly. And then you, then you decide an action at the end and then you get to the next chapter. But I think the, yeah. the other benefit of why people like dating simulators is that it sort of gets you to understand characters that you're interested in more, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's this discovery of uh, characters that really isn't presented in a lot of like different games, right? Like if you want to know about this one person... Maybe in like an RPG game, like you can then like talk to them. But the main point of an RPG game isn't really to talk to them. It's like to talk, it's like to further along the main quest or story. Right, just go rescue the jewels or... <laughs> rescue. <laughs> Give me them jewels. Or to run, <laughs> run with some of the jewels away. <laughs> Something. Run the jewels. Very good. Um, yeah, and like a dating Moving. simulator though, it's the main point is to try and get to know these characters... So you spend a lot of time talking through dialogue, uh, but it's sort of guided for you because a lot of these dialogues are like pre-baked. You know, your character doesn't really, it kind of has a personality, which you then read through. And it's up to the job of like the person who created the game to guide you through this uh, narrative of the character. Yeah, I think, and then the more the more you play, the more you kind of see that it's, there's like a memory aspect to it. Like mm. how well were you paying attention? Um, especially when it comes to your daughter, who we should talk about next. Right. But there's certain points where, oh, you, you know, you are, it's almost a quiz of, oh, do you remember why they're talking about this person or what happened here? Right. And that, you know, you're kind of given the multi-choice, multiple choice response where, yeah, you as a player kind of like, oh, were you paying attention? <laughs> you weren't just, Pressing that fast forward button just to get through to the next decision point. What's really important in games like this is the the quality of the writing, right? Like the writing needs to be good so that one, it is an enjoyable experience for the user. And second, like it does provide a really creative way um, for you to understand these characters, right? Because so much can go wrong in the writing that, if it's not interesting or if it's not written well, you just absolutely lose interest 
and the characters all together. How did you find the writing? I found it pretty good. Like I found it refreshing because unlike other games, like I feel they actually provide uh, like real world examples of certain things. Like I think initially, like they say some brands or products that are actually available and existent, right? Very openly um, that I found refreshing. Like even band names, I think are actually real band names. Interesting. Um, except for maybe like the Canadian band name that <laughs> named Pop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I found it to be pretty good. Like I didn't feel like it was awkward. I yeah, felt I like, thought it was certainly better than some other games we have played in the past. Right. I st- still think it had that sort of whiff of what I would call mid to late nineties Joss Whedon mm. writing to it. You would kind of, I could imagine a bunch of this dialogue in Buffy. You know, it's yeah. like that borderline pun dad humor you know it's not like edgy humor it's just like oh i'm talking too much humor and also you're a dad so okay that kind of makes sense but at some point i'm like okay wait let's move this along a little bit right i I can see that i can definitely see that like the the dad puns i think are there as oh which i'm all here for (laughs) because the game is called dream daddy overall like what did you feel about this game how did you feel I had very mixed feelings. Like sometimes I was very into the game, but I was also would then slam really hard into a creator of boredom. Right. <laughs> or disin- uh, not boredom. I say disinterest. Like it's really funny. Sometimes I'm like, Ooh, okay. I'm into this. I'm reading it. But then suddenly I would hit a wall and I'd be like, okay, now let's move it along a little bit. Mm. So I found my interest uh, wavering. I see. The only parts where I really found wavering was when I was talking to a character that I had absolutely no interest in. (laughs) Much like real dating. (laughs) Right. Like the Christian dad and the obnoxious wife that he has. (laughs) No interest in talking to that family whatsoever. And the creepy children that he had. Oh, this is the... the, uh... His name is Joseph. Joseph, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Nice guy, but sure. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> right. And often you don't really get much choice. In right. The matter. You have to go through it because I, and I think these are like mainly the initial portions of the game. So maybe it was just like an introduction of the character and all that stuff. But it did seem rather long in terms of uh, having to go through that. Before you get to the dad book, which is essentially where you get to choose which dads you want to hit up for dates. Right. Uh, is all very linear. The introduction phase actually makes you go through a lot. You essentially meet all the characters in sort of sequence. Mm. Um, like you meet Brian, uh, the dad that you meet in the park, who's very competitive about the achievements of his daughter versus oh, yeah. your daughter. Yeah, and you get into a weird mini game, which didn't really work for me. Mm. I don't know if you felt the same. Oh, right. Like it the was like points. sort of Pokemon based. Yeah, that was weird. But it was like, I, I felt like that was the first moment where I was like, okay, this feels like a game. Like, I kind of dig it, <laughs> right. right? Yeah. Um, so that that was like a good introduction. And I think that's like one of the very first dads that you meet. Uh, and then, yeah. So th- there's definitely characters that I felt I was a lot more comfortable with and felt like, oh yeah, like I can I can see my character having a relationship with this person. There is an initial choice in the beginning where like you have to select your backstory, Right, like the the reason how your character is sort of built, right? And I think it, there's a choice of like you can select whether your partner who has died 
right, in this story was either a male partner or a female partner. Wow, I completely forgot about this part. Right? Okay, cool. And um, so I selected, like, okay, let's make this like a realistic story. You obviously have a daughter, so the daughter has to come from somewhere. (laughs) Indeed. So I selected a female partner, Mm -hmm. right? And... You know, and then it proceeds into like this little montage of like showing a photo of your previous wife uh, with your baby who is now grown and all that stuff. And I thought that was very nice and well done. Mm. Right. My selection actually made a difference in the storytelling, which is great. And then all of a sudden you're out to date dads. And I thought, oh, maybe this is just like a slight uh, take on it. Maybe it's like the concept of meeting other dads very much feels like dating and you don't necessarily want to romance mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause it is feel like, you know, when you're in a new town and you're, uh, you're a family with kids, like you want to meet other families with kids and it is kind of like dating. Cause you want to get to know them. You know, is this like a family that I want to spend my time with? Like, are their kids good? But you want to come on too strong. Exactly. <laughs> right. You got to play, play cool. <laughs> yeah. Don't message them like right after yeah. you meet them. <laughs> All that sort of stuff, right? So I thought it was going to be sort of an analogy of that. But no, like there's this one part where it's like, oh yeah, my character is definitely gay. But there is no... Or at least bisexual. Right. But there's like no sort of thing that builds that context for me or built that context Mm. for me. And so I was kind of, I think mainly because I'm not gay. I was like, wait, hold on. Like you got to ease me into this. Like what's the motivation (laughs) for my character to be doing this? Um, and I felt kind of uh, hot dads is not enough. Yeah. I felt like I wasn't open enough when I played it Mm. to accept this as his character because there was no context for it. How did, and I'm, and I was very curious, uh, how you sort of, how it felt for you. I was into it. (laughs) (laughs) It was the thing before that threw me off. Like, Oh God, I had to have a wife and kids. Oh boy. that doesn't feel realistic at all (laughs) i mean i think it's deliberately glossed over Mm. and i can see that oh yeah the commentary here is that does it really matter everyone can date whoever they want but considering how tightly scripted everything else was it felt a little bit missing yeah i just felt like there was like one part unlike where you decided okay dads are people that i want to date yeah and there are like, the characters are great. Like they are very hot, right? <laughs> These dads are all very dateable. Um, except maybe for like the vampire one. That's kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know if you're into, into true blood. Uh, so Edwin, who did you end up going on your first date with? My first date was with Matt, mm. the coffee guy. Yeah. He's on the top of the screen on the message list, I think, or something like that. Oh, interesting. I don't know. I feel like the UI of dad book could use some revisions, <laughs> potentially. Could use some UX changes. Yeah, I think so. Oh, yes, we went to the concert together where we encountered our first or maybe second mini game, which again fell a little flat for me. And very confusing. Very confusing, very poor con- touch controls right. in a way that uh, we didn't really understand what was happening. And didn't uh, seem like there was an end to it. Yeah, it was very odd. It was a, it was a jarring experience when it jumped over to that mini game. Well, yeah, which I, I appreciate the idea behind it. Right. Or the idea of, oh, hey, we'll just. We'll drop you into a minigame, but uh, yeah, not sure that was yeah. a great game. It felt totally decoupled from like the entire game yeah, and nothing really prepped me for it. So. Yeah, you lose you lose Matt at the concert and so you have to go and try and find him when the uh, headlining band, the Canadian alt-rockers, Pup, Pup. Start, start playing. Uh, 
and that is your cue for a mini game where you have to dodge unruly teenagers and get hearts for some reason yeah on a very very long crowd area that you're endlessly running right well the first thing that's confusing is the stage is on the side yeah and then you're running away like adjacent to it so i thought oh wait i'm already at the front i'm done but like, oh no, that's that, the fact that a stage on the side, that's just merely cosmetic detail. You actually need to run along this checkered path, which just runs parallel to the stage yeah. for some reason. It was really odd because, yeah, the controls are weird to begin with. Maybe maybe it works better on the controller because obviously you, have, you can just like click on left. And the point of the game is to try to move as far to the left as possible while dodging... Unruly teens. Unruly teens that are bumping into you and you losing hit points for some reason. That explains most of my interactions <laughs> moving around New York. But there's no hit points. There was no hit points. All you right. saw was like you flash red. Yeah. And then you had to collect hearts for some reason, which I thought was like to build back up your hit points. Yeah. But there's no, as you say, there's no mention or counting of how many hit points you have left. Right. Uh, I think if you fall off the side, that's yeah. when the game was over because that happened to me. And that happened to me but too. I lost interest. Right. And <laughs> I was at that point, I was already like, okay, either the time's going to run out or I'm going to die, and I died. But I wonder if there was like an ending to that, yeah. where you reached Matt. Well, you do find him, right? Because then right. in the story, you don't find him, and then you uh, Gather back reconvene together. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside. I am currently romancing Craig, mm. or Craig. He was too bro for me. <laughs> the, he is very bro the, the The frat bro turned gym bro. Right, gym rat. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, he, the backstory is that he was like your previous roommate, um, now lives in the same cul-de-sac as everyone else does who is dateable in the area. What about the sack? Yeah. What did you, so another part that jarred me and really got me thinking about how is my character gay mm-hmm. is, uh, the, the sort of the introduction section with you and Robert, the, the bar dude. Was it Robert? Tell me. He's the leather jacket guy at the bar. To be honest, I may have forgotten who that is. He very quickly invited you to his house to get hot and heavy. No, I do not remember that. Maybe, do you remember that part? No, maybe we had different experiences. Mm. Perhaps, uh, perhaps the game branches earlier than we thought. Huh, interesting. Because uh, this was like even before dad book. It got me into a situation where I think you can you can score with this person. Uh, but it, sem- it seemed like really too quick and kind of like one night standish. Mm. Well, that's not who you are. So that's not You're who a classy I am. lady. So <laughs> I avoided it and thought that was weird. Um, and that's what we really got me thinking about like the character's backstory a little bit more. Yeah. But yeah, I felt like that's weird. apparently if you do sleep with him, you get an achievement called bad dad. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that like there is some replayability here. Hmm. Uh, and there is the blessed fast forward button. Right. It'll zoom you through a lots, the lots and lots of dialogue. Yeah. yeah. And I think what's really interesting here is that while you're doing all this like dating stuff or like trying to romance dads, I feel like the main plot of the game is really about your relationship with your daughter, uh, which I found to be like very touching and sort of that was like the most engaging thing for me. Yeah. Again, she is written like a 90s sitcom daughter. Right. But very, still. very smart, very capable, but very young. <laughs> Typical Joss Whedon character. <laughs> yeah, right. I can imagine men in their mid-30s sitting around the writer's room. That, and like, oh, we need an 18-year-old girl. Right. Oh, yeah, this is how she speaks and how she acts. Which, well, you know, this is not a realistic game. So, you know, I give them points for that. But. Yeah. 
still she's far too smart and sassy and quick-witted for to be a real person and there i think there are some like really interesting things that kind of alerted my my dad senses Mm. you know like as an actual dad yeah and like one of the moments like you know you can tell that she's upset but you have to be really gentle about the way that you approach the subject and get her to open up yeah and so i thought that was very well done um, there are also this moment about like when she comes home late from a night with like her friends and she didn't text you, even though you specifically asked her to text, she right. broke her curfew Yeah, and she came home. And so like the choices are like, do you get angry? Do you ask her, you know, like, and I thought that those are like very mm-hmm. realistic and good moments of like how you would handle the situation. And so if anything, like, kind of a great learning tool <laughs> right of like how i can be a cool dad <laughs> i'm not looking forward to it <laughs> i don't think we there's no character gallery unfortunately so i don't think we can actually see the dads who we created because mm. you can there's whole character creation oh that's section. right what was the name of your character i went with the tried and trusted name from harry potter wizards unite i am still todger goblin <laughs> And they do mention your name a lot. <laughs> they love it. <laughs> How's it going, Todger? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, luckily American name filters have not caught on to that. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, but I kind of have like a, a cartoon Albert Einstein thing going on. Mm. I'm going to mention that my character's name is Musty Butts. <laughs> <laughs> a good addition for uh, a good addition from our previous game, Wildscapes. <laughs> this is going to stick with me now. That's the Tigers. <laughs> My character looks like a skeevy shade, uh, kind of like a discount Dragon Ball character because I got the the main characters from Dragon Ball. Like, like the Dragon Ball <laughs> hair was there, and I was like, okay, I have to use this. But hopefully, yeah. we can post up our characters' <laughs> pictures in the show notes. Yeah, let's talk about monetization because I've now just hit the paywall. Oh, I see. So you didn't pay for it initially. Correct. Okay. Yes, you get three messages for free. Mm which is makes no sense to, to, when you start. But you find out that essentially all your interactions are geared around the Facebook clone dad book. Right. And to send a message, you have a limited number of messages uh, and then you can pay to get more. Interesting. And now I've hit, I've sent my messages. Now I need to pay. So is it just to start off the initial message or every corresponding message afterwards consists like does that? Oh, count I think as it's a just message? a start off, yeah, start okay. a conversation. So it should be called conversations right. rather than the messages. Um So that was that was another weird interface because you have like this opportunity to chat back chat back and forth. And I felt that control was kind of weird too. Because mm. sometimes I felt like you would auto reply. Right? And sometimes yes. I felt like it would wait until I tapped like the send button for it to for it to do anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure because like when I was chatting with Matt, I felt like I missed some good opportunities for responses, but he just continued to speak. And I don't know if that's because I lost my opportunities to do that or because I don't know. That's just like part of the game. Right. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, I was going to call them out some little <laughs> shady practices. When you first start the game, you get offered unlimited messages for 1499. Mm. Uh, yet when you go into Facebook, I should say dad book. Uh, it's all the unlimited messages are merely in nine ninety nine oh in the sub menu. So um, do not fall for that opening pop up. Buy them from the dad, the dad book. book. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Oh, actually, you know what? 
It actually charged me because I bought it from the get go. Mm-hmm. Uh, it only charged me nine ninety nine, even though it said fourteen ninety nine. Ah, okay. So yeah. it's just a copy mistake. So, okay. Yeah, they need to update that. UX, UX, gotcha. more UX changes. Uh, but I think that's an interesting game mechanic, yeah. or at least uh, pricing strategy, right? You can go in. I mean, I played this. I spent a lot of time on this game. It feels like, mm-hmm. yeah. Now I'd be happy to pay and to try and romance Craig some more. Mm, okay. <laughs> so I guess. Is that your favorite dad of the game? That's who I'm going for right now, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going for Matt. Matt seems to be the most person that I found gross. <laughs> that I found the least gross. Okay. Uh, he owns a coffee shop as well, so that's right. always Right, and handy. I felt like his puns were on par with my puns. Okay. <laughs> I appreciated his vibe. He wasn't gross in any way, or at least not yet. Yeah, everyone else just seemed like either they had very dysfunctional kids. Oh, yeah, Joseph. Or, no, even like the the... The school teacher, Hugo, had that really oh, rebellious child. Ernest. Oh, wait, no, that's Robert's kid. Okay, yeah. All right, let's get to the 3x3s. Right off the bat, I'd say the theme song is pretty amazing. <laughs> Did you hear the theme song? I've heard quite a lot of the music, but let's hear it again. So good. <laughs> until the voices come in. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Has a nice Dawson's Creek vibe going on. Right. It's uh, It gets you in the mood, I think. It gets you into like, okay, this is a dating simulator. It knows exactly what it's doing. And I think it just sets up the stage really nicely with all the montages of the, the dad's the hot faces dads. coming through. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the animation is great. I think they struck a great balance between it being too cutesy, and real, but also quite realistic. I think they also didn't over-animate, which I think was smart, because you do a lot of reading and if there's a whole bunch of stuff flying around on screen, then that's actually going to be distracting. But they do just enough to, you know, keep the characters alive and visually interesting. Right. So you'd see like different poses of either like them frowning or like them happy. And I think, yeah, like on that point, I love the little noises that they make. Mm, this was going in my bad points. This. So it, I, I just, since you ruined sexy Snape. <laughs> In Harry Potter, Hogwarts, Hogwarts. This is not all I can think of now. Horny Snape. Horny Snape was his middle school nickname. <laughs> they do the same thing where, because it's really hard to difficult all, uh, it's really difficult to record all of the audio dialogue. And the game's already three and a half gigabytes. Right. Where is that it? <laughs> I well, don't know where that's well, let's from. Wait for the game, wait, let's wait for those bad points. Um, so what they do is they do this thing of like, the the sentiment of what they're saying is presented as a grunt or like a you know a vocal mumbling. So a it's vocalization, either, shall we say? Yeah, yeah. ha. It's either like ha hmm. or hmm or ha or hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you are disturbingly good at these. If you're not going to be able to record the dialogue, this is pretty good to do it. And I really appreciated. I actually really liked Amanda's voice, your daughter's voice. I thought it was really cute and like well done, and really fit her character. Yeah, yeah, I I could do without it. <laughs> if the writing's good enough, then you should already already be able to infer people's moods. But I don't know. I disagree. I feel like it does add that little punch to make the characters actually feel alive. Without yeah. it, I think it would, it would the characters would feel flat, and I think you'd get bored a lot sooner from just by reading. 
my last good point is that I'm a dad. And uh-huh. I think a lot of the dad, dad lessons and the way that you handle yourself as a dad rings pretty true. And I felt like, yeah, my connection with this game was primarily through that and felt like fun in like a semi-realistic way. Yeah, they do a great job of balancing shallowness <laughs> by essentially dating people based on their looks. Yeah. But there's also a deeper story, like your relationship with your daughter. Yeah, it's kind of quite a thought-provoking game in a way that I wasn't quite expecting. Right. Like from the name alone and the graphics, you could you could quite easily imagine this is pretty just like a superfluous, you know, uh, throwaway game. Um, but... It certainly doesn't feel like that. It does seem like it is a pretty full-featured game with a lot of heft to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's got layers. <laughs> layers, dad, layers of dads on dads on yeah. dads. <laughs> That's the next expansion. Yeah, you need extra <laughs> messages to, for group message. <laughs> Gotta pay for that. <laughs> All right, let's get to the bad points. Edwin. Why is it three and a half gigabytes? Right. I didn't quite see where that went. That is a really heavy game. I think yeah. maybe they just didn't optimize the export. Perhaps they exported all the music as WAV files mm. <laughs> or something like that. I'm not something sure, like that, because the three and a half gigs is a large investment. I think that's the biggest game I've ever we've ever played. Right. Maybe outside of like Dragalia Lost, which just kept downloading and downloading. Or, or afterwards. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, that's just a nitpick. But, you know, with Apple's policy of either having 64 gigabytes or 256 mm. I feel like people have gone back to the whole 64 gigabyte phones. Yeah, right. Space is a premium. It is. Um, so that's just a bit of a, not a problem, but I think if I could see where that went, it would be fine. But right. Maybe I mean, it's a huge game. Maybe it just goes on forever because I mean, we've been playing this and we've not got anywhere near the end. Sure. So I mean, I just think it's, it's a, it's a pretty big barrier for people to yeah. download and start enjoying right away on, but yeah, it will take some, that takes, a long it's a literal barrier of time right to download like that yeah and i think that kind of kind of go with my bad point as well is that this might have been a great pc game you know something that you actually sit down and enjoy it is a bit of a time investment so i don't see i don't see myself playing this on like a commute yeah. Because you kind of need to pay attention to the dialogue. You need to pay attention to your choices. You need to read through a lot of stuff for the story to progress. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it wasn't a perfect mobile game for me. Yeah. It feels like they essentially just ported the PC version over, right. which is fine. But mm-hmm. could they have streamlined some parts for the mobile casual on the go experience? Sure. I think they could have made a portrait as well. Rather than landscape, <laughs> I think I, I think they could have done a lot more to really make this more catered for mobile. Uh, it just seems like they just ported it over, which is fine in most cases. But yeah, they could yeah. have done a little bit more for the mobile experience. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen, as I mentioned earlier, you don't get much agency at least certainly to begin with before you get to Dad Book, where there are occasional choices, but really. It's you just reading a story, which is again fine, but perhaps not quite what I was expecting. Yeah, and that's that's also my like next bad point, which is you know dating sims are not really for everyone. Um, I particularly like some of them because it's you know sometimes like there are these like really great slice of life stories that you appreciate. Um, other ones are really quirky. Like this game is actually paying a homage to a game called Hatoful Boyfriend in which you are the only person existing on earth and you have to date pigeons. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. I was not expecting that. 
That's actually really funny because you get to know the personalities of these pigeons and you want to try to date them. <laughs> I realized actually we have played some a vague dating simulator before. My beautiful horse prince. Oh, that's right. But that's, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, in a slightly different vein, I would say. It is. It's, yeah, that, that is just a weird game. Um, but yeah, that would be fair, fairly close to a dating simulator. Sam, what is your final seven day rating for Dream Daddy? Five days. It kept me entertained for me to really get to know the game a little bit better. Uh, I think the aspect of, you know, getting to know the characters is always something that's really interesting because there's lots of story and you know how much I like story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, like in the end, towards the end of it, like either it was uh, too much of a demand on my time as a mobile game. Mm -hmm. And I kind of, you know, like uh, it's not like I totally lost interest in it, but it's just, eh. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a mobile game for me. Gotcha. I'm six days. Hmm. Surprising. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed the format, but it is as is, I'm. I have the same points as you. Really, it's tricky to get into, um, and then sometimes you're really into it, but then sometimes very quickly, oh boy, you suddenly gl- my eyes would glaze over. I just think some sections are quite long, right? And there's like, there's a lot of back and forth dialogue, which is like cute, but doesn't necessarily drive the story forward. Uh, interesting game. I was just checking it out. You can play for free. You can play a lot for free. Right. You um, just have to have 3.5 gigs on your phone available. You do. Uh, would you, are you going to continue playing it? I might do. Yeah, I want to carry on dating this... I want to get Craig in the sack. I'd say... In the cul-de-sac. Um, I'd say, superficially, Craig is probably the most beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and clearly, I'm very superficial. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but that's just me. Well, it takes all types in Dream Daddy's cul-de-sac of dreams. <laughs> okay, enough of this. Sam, you chose Dream Daddy, uh, which means it is now my turn. Oh, boy. Uh, you have seven days to play a game with the two's tagline is kill, die, learn, repeat, mm. which looks like one of those tired Helvetica font t-shirts people would wear. <laughs> uh, Sam, you have seven days to play Dead Cells. Oh. Oh, indeed. Seven ninety nine on your Apple App Store. Do you know about Dead Cells? What I know is it is a PC game, and then not that Will Smith streams it sometimes after playing PUBG. Okay. <laughs> so that's what I know about it. Dead Cells is actually a very popular indie game that has made the charts, I think, last year. It came out three weeks ago on the mobile telephones. Yeah. Allow me to read the description. Sam, I'm here to tell you that death is not the end. It's not? Nope. Surprise. Play as a failed alchemic experiment and explore the sprawling, ever-changing castle to find out what happened on this gloomy island. That is, assuming you are able to fight your way, you're able to fight your way past its keepers. Dead Cells is a roguevania action platformer. Let's talk about that later. <laughs> uh, that will require you to master frantic 2D combat with a wide variety of weapons and skills against merciless minions and boss. Kill, die, learn, repeat. This Damn. is a great game. Ah. Yeah. Have you played it on the personal computer? I have played it on the Switch. Okay. Which ah. I think is almost a perfect device for it. So I'm interested to see how it actually works on the mobile. On-screen D-pad. Here we come. Because of the on-screen D-pad. Yeah. This is a game where you have to be precise about mm. your controls. So I'm, I'm curious because we had previous experience with on-screen D-pads that worked really well. There was that, I think it was Grim. Grimvalar. Grim, was it Grimvalar? Yeah. 
That's right. So, yeah. Kind of very similar to this game, where it's like a, a Metroidvania game where you go and select features. This oh, was I was saying Roguevania is right. of course between roguelike and Metroidvania. Yes, Metroidvania. Metroidvania. Yeah. If someone didn't know what that meant, okay, what would that mean? So. <laughs> I mean, it's I definitely know. I Metroid- just want to make sure, sure that everyone's listening knows. Yeah. So Metroidvania is a, what is it? A, a portmanteau of Metroid and Castlevania. Oh my God, we're, we're two portmanteaus in already. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Portmentos. So <laughs> Metroid and Castlevania both shared this similar way of, you know, you start off as kind of a lobby character and you have to go around in this huge map that is sort of documented and like your map view where you have to unlock doors in certain ways to then gain you access to more features that allowed you to then unlock more sections of the map you wouldn't have the ability to crawl Uh, and then you then gain the power to crawl and then you can go through that little passage that you saw a while back that then unlocks a new portion of your map right okay so both both games had this sort of thing, and so they've coined the term as a Metroidvania, as this genre. Right. But adding Roguevania mm. means that there's this aspect of uh, permanent loss after each round, but then you start over with maybe gained experiences. Ah, okay. Right. Because death is not the end, as we death heard. Death is not the end, yeah. So expect to die a lot. Well, tune in next week for that. Before we go, Sam, it's time for Things of the Week. My Thing of the Week. My dad wrote a porno is back, so you know I'm picking it for my thing of the week. <laughs> They're on book five. Good old Rocky Flintstone is back with another book. Oh, it's still bananas. Bad <laughs> yep. Still my favorite podcast. Is it still yeah. Belinder? Absolutely. Belinder in action? Yep. Still my favorite show. Still good as ever. Still, uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, like going five, on strong. Five books in. It's still very good. Sam, are you going to finally catch up? I will catch up. I just wrapped up. The Adventure Zone main story arc, which I think is the most popular story arc. That balance? Balance. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know a lot about it, yet can't really listen to it. Yeah. That is my kind of my thing of the week. But you know, people's main complaint about podcasts is often that, oh, they just stop paying attention and then they forget where they are and right. like, oh, they have to go back and start all over again. That doesn't happen to me except for The Adventure Zone. Right. Yeah. And I don't know miss, why. If you miss five minutes you can very quickly lose the context of what they were doing and like where they were in the story. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard because it seems like a passive listen, mm, but it's actually not, there's a lot of stuff going on, which is actually entertaining because they reference it in later episodes and, and later arcs. Yeah. yeah. Is there a good arc that you suggest people start with? Oh, it's tough because there's so much character building and them actually coming up with the characters and getting comfortable with the characters. That's very entertaining. Yeah. Even from the start. So yeah. I think the first one is uh, There Be Gerblins. Yeah. Um, and it's not a long arc. That actually happens fairly quickly. And the ending of that is like quite good. Yeah. And then it goes to Rockport. Mm, um, which I've heard is also good. Yeah. Okay. I would start at the beginning. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's... It's very manageable. Like I've, I've actually made my way through it and it didn't feel like an arduous task. Um, and each episode is roughly like an hour. It doesn't go on for like two hours except for like the last few episodes of the arc. <laughs> All right. But yeah, it's very good. This is like, if you ever want to feel what my brother, my brother and me is without the crazy question and answer format and it's just them riffing and sort mm-hmm. of doing improv, this is very good for that. <laughs> I will give it another go. 
Uh, but my thing of the week is actually um, two things that are somewhat related to each other. Mm-hmm. So you're having three things of the week. Excellent. Let's well, no, it. the Adventure Zone is not. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of nah. We've, there'll be no link to that in the show notes. No link to that in the show notes. You should just find unofficial thing own. of the week, right? Uh, my thing of the week is the Patriot Act by Hassan Minaj on Netflix. Ah, interesting. So I started watching it because there was this really interesting thing that was passed around YouTube about cruises and how awful they are. And it's Hassan. It's the episode by Hassan Minaj talking about just how disgusting these cruise bro- these cruises are. And have which, you been on a cruise? I have. I've been on like a Disney cruise. It was fabulous, but now I kind of don't want to go on one anymore. Now that I know like what happens behind the scenes. Uh, but yeah, it's just like a really great way to present information that you should kind of care about, but in the same way makes it really entertaining. Uh, and it's on Netflix. And that goes to my second point of, uh, you know, just I, I realized that whenever I watch Netflix, I watch it with subtitles now. I watch all of Mindhunter with subtitles. Same here. Yeah. And I feel like it's, you know, most of these things now, I'm probably just going to watch it once, right? And so in order to, for me to fully understand the story and know what's happening, the best way to do that is to see the subtitles. Because sometimes, like, you can so easily gloss over something that person said and not really pay attention, and it'd be an important part of the story. Yeah. With the subtitles, it just brings all that information. Yeah, and you actually get more, more information as well. Uh, one example springs to mind that in the Charles Manson episode of of uh, mind hunter i was gonna say mind killer mind killer yeah serial hunter <laughs> uh they actually play uh charles manson has actually recorded songs he oh, wanted right. to be a rock star uh he actually wrote a b-side to a beach boys single there's a fascinating season of you must remember this uh which has six or seven episodes of charles manson i think i maybe picked that a right. while back yeah uh that's but yeah that's fascinating to delve into the backstory but they use that just in a little this interstitial scene uh, which you probably wouldn't have picked up on, yeah. but you see him... You the see song the credits, with, right? Yeah. yeah, through the subtitle. Yeah. Which I thought was super interesting. It kind of creeped me out. Yeah. That they were playing his song. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Very good. Uh, do you think there's like a, an age where you start using subtitles? I think. Not just yeah. when your hearing goes out, but... I think when you're like... Just four. I think the age is like 30. <laughs> Above yeah. 30, you start using subtitles. <laughs> but I will say, doesn't work for comedy. No. You have that's, to turn up for comedies, yeah. That's the only thing about Hassan Minaj is that it is a very comedy and he has a lot of punchlines and sometimes you read it before he says it. Yeah. But I think it's quick enough. Like the way he delivers it is quick enough so you don't really lose too much. It's only when you watch like comedy specials that it really, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. Or, or I think what I do is when I feel a punchline coming up, I, I look up <laughs> and just look on the, look at the, look at the person instead of trying to read. Right. That's very difficult for me. Cause I watch most of my Netflix on my mobile phone. Mm. Oh yeah. There's no escape. <laughs> so there's no escape. There's only very little that my eyes can move to not see the subtitle. <laughs> okay. That's our show. Sam, you have seven days to play dead cells. Dead cells. You have Bye. seven more days to play dead cells since mm. you've already been playing it, but new device, new experience. Hmm looking forward to it and you get to talk about it on a podcast follow us on instagram and twitter at seven days to play uh that's what we got seven days to play